You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The views and opinions expressed by Professor Porterfield do not necessarily reflect the views of the sponsors or their affiliates. Texas, where the stars at night are big and bright, it's the Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, here to tell it like it was and how it is to help school you so no one can fool you, brought to you by the good folks at the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in beautiful Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. So now, without further ado, here's Professor Porterfield. Charles Porterfield and Hoodoo is my business. Welcome once again to the Now You Know Show. What a fine week we have had around here. In our little neck of the woods, the temperatures are rising and rising and rising and rising, but we haven't yet had a series of 100 plus days probably saving that for the middle of July and, of course, everybody's favorite month in Texas, oh my god, August. It's actually on calendars here. It actually says, oh my god, August. At the old homestead, my daughter-in-law and my two grandsons, long live the crocodiles, are off into the great and wild and woolly lands of Virginia to visit their other grandmother and grandfather, and they are 
severely missed indeed. Had a letter this week, uh, and it's not every week that I am uh, blessed enough to get a letter that has some relationship to the show, uh, but uh, received a very nice compliment uh, this week and was told that apparently I'm the Garrison Keeler of Hoodoo. But I don't know for how long I could continue to keep such a pace up as Mr. Keeler. But thank you, Park. I did get your letter, and I'll be getting back to you in the days to come. That's pretty much all that's been going on around here. I will tell you, though, that tonight you should hold on to your hats. I don't know if there's going to be any wig snatching, but there's certainly going to be some hat burning. So that's pretty much the news from my part of the world. And right about now, looks like we've got the green light to go across the hall to the LMC Radio Newsroom, where our own Wink Winkerson, Phil Patchy Fogg, is out once again. He is uh, in Canada this week, actually. Uh, some sort of a seminar or a gathering up there that has something to do with grain subsidies. And I'm sure when he's back, he'll tell us all about it. So, without further ado, we take it over to the newsroom and wink. Good evening. Today is Thursday, July the 2nd, the 183rd day of 2015. There are 83 days left until autumn begins and 182 days left in the year. Yesterday was the first of two full moons for July, that full moon being the full buck moon. Bucks begin to grow new antlers at this time. This full moon was also known as the thunder moon because of thunderstorms being so frequent during this month. The second full moon in July will come at the end of the month and will be a blue moon. Today is an auspicious day to begin logging, to set posts, or to pour concrete. Tomorrow will be an auspicious day to castrate animals. Once again, today is a good day to begin logging, set posts, or pour concrete, and tomorrow an auspicious day to castrate animals. Today's highlight in history comes to us from July 2nd, 1776, when the Continental Congress passed a resolution saying that, quote, these united colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states, end quote. Also on this date, in 1881, President James A. Garfield Benjamin Harrison signed into law the Sherman Antitrust Act. In 1915, a time bomb planted in the reception room of the United States Senate exploded shortly before midnight, causing considerable damage but hurting no one. 
on this date in 1937, aviator Amelia Earhart and her navigator, Fred Noonan, disappeared over the Pacific while attempting to make the first home-the-world flight along the equator. In 1955, the Lawrence Welk Show premiered on ABC TV as the Dodge Dancing Party. In 1964, President Lyndon Baines Johnson signed into law the Civil Rights Bill passed by Congress. And in 1979, the Susan B. Anthony dollar coin was released to the public. Today's birthday wishes go out to jazz musician Aman Jamal, who is 85, actor Robert Ito, 84, actress Polly Holiday, 78, actor Saul Rubinek, 67, rock musician Roy Bitten of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band is 66, rock musician Gene Taylor, 63, actress model Jerry Hall, 59, Actor Jimmy McNichol, 54. Actress Yancey Butler, 45. Singer Michelle Branch is 32. Actress Vanessa Lee Chester, 31. And actress Margot Robbie, 25. Our thought for the day comes from American author and well-known curmudgeon Ernest Hemingway, born 1899, died today, 1961 who said, quote, The best way to find out if you can trust somebody is to trust them. End quote. This has been the news from the LMC Radio News Desk, and we now send you back to Professor Porterfield and the Lucky Numbers. Lucky numbers. Oh, dreaming of lucky numbers. Hoping that those lucky numbers yeah. will show for me. Numbers only go for you and me. Superstition. Or even make me suspicious. Table with 13 dishes. It will make me. That's Marmot, yeah? Yeah, man. Well, okay, yeah. Put my trust in goof of dust. Cause you know some days may bring you a seven. Or oh, maybe a lucky eleven. Oh, that's you in heaven. Lucky number for me. Yeah! Oh, that's right. And unlike the Nicholas Brothers, you need not just trust in goof or dust, because we have the lucky numbers and the card of the week for you right now. But before we get to that, oh, Wink missed one. Oh, I'm going to have to write a letter. We also wish to send out a happy birthday greeting to our very own Madame Pamita of the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, whose birthday will be this Sunday the 5th. But now we go to this week's Lucky Numbers. Didn't this week's Lucky Numbers come to you, as always, from ProfessorPorterfield.com? Why not stop on by and give it a look? And they are 12. 27, 32, 39, 40, and 55. Once again, this week's lucky numbers are 12, 
27, 32, 39, 40, and 55. This week's lucky three-digit numbers are 357, that's 357, 864, that's 864, and 937, that's 937. The card of the week is the Ace of Clubs, a day's work. Steadiness and consistency. This is an excellent week to start new projects, endeavor, and work. But be mindful to show consistency and not be impatient or a stick at not. Remember, our week runs Thursday to Thursday. So chuck in with the Now You Know show to get the numbers and cards when they first come out. And if you hit, remember where you get. Till then, good luck to you all. Up next, the Professor's Pontification. Oh boy, is it going to be a... You know, it's just my thing. Or if you were doing it, it would just be your thing. I'm
Oh, yes, that was, of course, the Isley Brothers with It's Your Thing, and our first name it and claim it of the evening goes out to our own chief engineer, oh, yes, Troll Towelhead, speaking on behalf of our own dear... Cat Ironwood. So we're going to split it up. They can both take it home. It's a lovely home version of our show. Uh, in fact, you're listening to it right now. Good evening. Welcome to the Professor's Pontification. Tonight, our subject is Do What You Got to Do or Why Can't You Mind Your Own? damn business. But before we get to that, I have something to say. I'm going to interrupt the pontification. Throw the brakes. Pull the bus over. I got something to say. And I want every spiritual worker within the sound of my voice, to sit the hell up right now and prick up your ears. Because I'm talking straight to you. I don't care if you're brand new. I don't care if you walk with a cane. I don't care if you're white, black. I don't care if you're gay, straight, Republican, Democrat. I don't give a shit. I don't even care what spirituality you practice. I mean, listen, everybody from Satanists to Paleros and everybody the fuck in between, I'm not sure that those are actually, you know, the two uh, scope differences there. I want you to listen to me. So far in this country, seven, possibly eight, but definitely seven, black churches have been burnt to the fucking ground. Some of them have been damaged absolutely beyond repair. I mean, they're gone. That's it. we got to rebuild that. I mean, bring in a bulldozer, level the place, and start over. Save the foundation. That's it. Maybe some of the plumbing. Okay. Others of them have experienced a variety of damages. Of these seven... Three have already been absolutely confirmed to be acts of arson. The FBI is investigating and has nothing to say. Now let me just tell you something. If there were seven attacks on anything of the same type in this country that brought the FBI into investigative, and after taking even the most cursory look, the FBI could confirm that, nah, it's just coinky-dink, something's going on. The FBI would issue a statement immediately to quell panic, to settle people down, to bring about reassurance. The FBI has made no statement yet. And there are a lot of people who are very motherfucking busy trying to blame this 
on everything the fuck you can imagine. Sunspots, ball lightning, spontaneous human combustion, flights of Canadian geese, Zeus, you name it. It's something other than arson. I am not so foolish as an individual familiar with radio and the responsibilities of being a broadcaster to say that every single one of these is arson. But if you for a fucking heartbeat think that this is a strange and mysterious coincidence that four African-American churches, why do I say four? Because three have already been confirmed to be arson. They're now in the arson camp. There's no two ways about it, kiddies. You can't change it. But if you think that the other four just happened to happen, there's something wrong with you. You are not paying attention. And I am right now interrupting the pontification because this is more damn important. I want every single one of you who's worth your salt to get up and do some spiritual work so that the people that are doing this are caught. So that the people that are doing this are brought to justice. I didn't say curse them so that that means everybody who doesn't curse can Oh, well, I can't because I don't curse. No, 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 no. I didn't say love them. I didn't say hate them. I said be caught and be brought to justice. And if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing as a spiritual practitioner, as a part of this community, to do that when seven, three absolutely confirmed arsons, three, we're, we're quickly, you know, about to be more than half, all right, have burnt to the ground, I don't want to talk to you. Don't come around me. Don't send me letters. Don't tell me how much you like the show. Don't tell me how much you hate the show. Just stay the hell away from me. All right? Do something. Light a candle. Do anything. I don't care. I don't care if it involves sacrificing a goat. I don't care if it involves calling on a saint. I don't care if it involves inscribing a silver disc at the hour of the appropriate planetary moment. I don't care if it involves a doll baby. I don't care if it involves a deck of cards. I don't care. Do something and do something now. Also in the news, real quick, yesterday, a gentleman walked into a synagogue in Los Angeles with a knife, and announced that he was there to kill Jews. Sound familiar? He didn't, because he was immediately accosted by several of the individuals in the synagogue, and they called security, and they called police, and he ran off, and the Los Angeles police were still hunting for him. So if you feel like being generous, do a solid for me and mine as well, and, and, and put that little fuck on your list to get caught too. And what was it that Candelo Cambisa and I said two weeks ago? Anyway, on to the pontification. Do what you got to do, or why can't you mind your own damn business? Recently, the Supreme Court 
of the United States of America. Not exactly a fly-by-night group of people. Not exactly a kind of uh, a wishy-washy, you know, sketchy group of guys and gals. Handed down a ruling about, quote-unquote, gay marriage. And there was collective cheering, screaming, groaning, ARC building, uh, uh, passport and visa applications, as well as vow taking, uh, clerk shutting down, uh, Fifth Court of Appeals uh, issuings, etc. And I've seen a mix of responses. So let me start off by saying this. Whatever the hell your opinion is in your head, I'm okay with. I really don't give two good dams. I don't care what you think. I care what you do. Now, all the other Jews who are listening to me right now are going, yeah, this is such a Jew. Because that's who we are. Don't give a shit what you think. I care what you do. Ideas in your head. Beliefs in your head, thoughts in your head, do not equal actions that come out your mouth or that you do with your hands. All right? If you don't like the fact that there's gay marriage, cool. Be my fucking guest. Welcome to America. But if you now want to play Johnny Reb and talk about how, oh, we need to get rid of this Supreme Court, that's funny. We didn't need to get rid of the Supreme Court when they ruled the way you liked and the way I didn't like. Oh, the states need to not listen to federal law. Yeah, great plan there, guys. Uh, let me see. What happened the last time that happened? How did that go? Does it go something like this? Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. You tried that once. Didn't work out for anybody. The War of Brothers. Great plan. If you feel the need to bombast gay people, if you feel the need to say publicly, uh, social media, street corners, rooftops, uh, 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 hay loss, uh, whatever, about how disgusted you are with all these rainbows this and rainbows that, and the rainbow belongs to God and no one can take it away. Shut your damn mouth. Why can't you mind your own damn business? What's it got to do the fuck with you? Well, I have a right to my beliefs. Yes, you're right. You have a right to your beliefs. And the rights of your fist end where my nose begins. Actually, they end in the zone of you executing assault, which does not require battery, upon me. People get so wound up about this. And the first thing, once they get wound up, is they think it's a really good idea to fuck somebody the hell else over. Let's fuck somebody else over. Let's take away somebody else's rights. Or even better, they pretend that their rights have been taken away. 
So I thought I'd make this clear for you. I thought, you know, that's the old professor's job, right? To get up and profess, and then you take of it what you will. So let me just cover this for you quickly in terms of, quote, religious liberties. Your liberties, your religious liberties, are being violated if you are not allowed to attend a religious service of your choosing, if you are not allowed to legally marry the person you love, if you are being forced to use birth control even though it's against your religion, if you're not allowed to pray privately in your home or publicly in a public place in a non-disruptive manner, if you're not allowed to purchase, read, or possess your religious books and materials, if you're not allowed to teach your children your faith in your own home, if those things are going on, your liberties are being violated. However, your liberties are not being violated if others are allowed to go to a religious service of their choosing or not at all. Your liberties are not being violated if someone else is allowed to marry the person they love, no matter what your religion says. Your religious liberties are not being violated if you are unable to prevent others from using birth control. Your religious liberties are not being violated if you are not allowed to force others to pray publicly. They're not being violated if others are allowed access to books, websites, and materials that you don't like. And your religious liberties are not being violated if public school science classes are teaching children science. I hope that helped cover this for you. I hope that was illuminating to you. Right about now, somebody somewhere is saying, perhaps in the future even, listening to the archives, what the fuck does this have to do with the Now You Know show and hoodoo? Well, religion and spirituality are not inseparable. You can be religious and not be spiritual. You can be spiritual and not be religious. But spiritual practice basically generally falls under the same liberties as religious practice in this country. And we are a spiritual community. Religious debates and religious rights are part of our community. They have to be. It does no good being all smug and sticking your nose up in the air and saying, well, I'm better than those people. Or, well, they're all just Christians, and you know how Christians are. You're starting to slip into the arena of sounding like your own enemy. Don't become a dragon just because you went to fight a dragon. Don't make the same mistakes. Nor am I saying, love everybody, let's project white light at everybody, let's just forgive everybody and move on, everything's wonderful and okay. I'm not saying that the fuck ever. 
I'm not ever saying that. I'm not telling you you should forgive anyone. I'm not telling you you shouldn't forgive anyone. I am not waving a flag for vengeance or forgiveness. I am not waving a flag for war or peace. There's a time and a place for everything. There is a season to everything. I would appreciate it, however, if both sides of this argument could stop using uh, uh, Levitican law and Deuteronomy law uh, to throw me and mine under the fucking bus to make your arguments against a bunch of people that kind of just took our fucking book in the first place and just translated it and did a bunch of crazy shit and don't obey those laws in the first place. Just because they're a bunch of cherry-picking assholes, maybe you could not make me seem like a jackass just because I do have a beard, okay? Because, you know, the whole thing, right? Maybe that would be kind of cool. Maybe you could just address them as being assholes without having to say things like, Judeo-Christian, Abrahamic faiths, you know, maybe you could not put me under that fucking blanket because I got news for you. Reformed and conservative Jews way are in favor of this, okay? Uh, you know, over here with our female rabbis and shit, you know, over here, over here. Orthodox Jews, some yes, some no. It's apparently split, according to latest polls, about 50-50 which is way better than the Church of Christ and the Baptists are doing. So just, you know, maybe you might want to inform yourself on the, both sides of this thing. Just just saying, you know, maybe a little, I don't know, thought might be okay. Well, let's get back to this thing about gay marriage. Real hot topic. I've seen people being losing friends left, right, and center because of you know, basically saying, yay, I'm in favor of them and good for them. Okay. Once again, what's this got to do with hoodoo? Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you a fact you may not like. Hoodoo has almost always, almost, he said almost, almost always had an involvement with people who were gay, lesbian, bisexual, even transgendered. We have famous old formulas. Some of them are from only from the 40s. Some of them are only from the 60s. Some of them go old workings go back further. Much, much further into the twenties, into the into the teens, into the the cusp between the last two centuries. What do you all think the Q in Q oil stands for? Here's a hint: it's not kiwi. Any guesses? If I had appropriate music, I would play it at this point in time. Actually. I do. So right now, take out your pencils and pens and write down what you think the Q in Q oil stands for.
we're back. That's right. Okay, let's see what answers we have. What does the Q in Q oil stand for? Is it quiet? Is it quilt? I'm sorry, it is not quilt. Is it quintessence? I'm sorry. Ceremonial magicians, it is not quintessence. It is queer. Q-U-E-E-R. Queer. This has been a part of Hoodoo. Do you understand that what used to be called the sporting life, which is a phrase to kind of describe uh, the demimonde? Hey, cat, I work demimonde in again. Um, which means the world of the night. The sporting life meant gamblers, ramblers, prostitutes, pimps, and it also meant homosexuals and lesbians, etc. They were a part of the sporting life, too. There are pages of interviews in Hyatt where Hyatt interviews people who are homosexual and even interviews one transgendered individual. There's some discussion that it might actually be two, but language changes. And of course, the language is very dated, and there are terms like sissy. People say things not necessarily in Hyatt, but in those days like a little lavender, some sugar in his step. And because the language has changed, we don't always understand it, and we just plow right by it. There are some spiritualities that do not or are not open to individuals that are gay, lesbian, etc. I'm not calling them out. I'm not slamming them. I'm using them as a point counterpoint. Hoodoo is not one of them. Hoodoo is not one of them. There are some spiritualities that only allow individuals that are gay or lesbian, or at least spiritual groups, that only allow gay or lesbians, etc., transsexuals, etc. Hoodoo is not one of them. Part of the problem here is that hoodoo, whether anybody likes it or not, Kishimiya Yiddish Atukas has its basis in terms of a spiritual component in Protestant, African-American Christianity. Yes, there are some Catholics in there. Yes, there are even some Jews in there. There are even some African-American and Jews of color in there. But primarily, it's Southern, Protestant, African-American Christianity. And a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouths about Christianity. And for good reason. They've been completely and utterly 
fucked over by it. They've been mistreated, beaten down, abused, attacked, sometimes physically, manipulated, mind-fucked, sometimes physically fucked, over by individuals who were Christian or represented themselves as Christians or groups of people who represented themselves as Christians. And so what happens is we have a baby in the bathwater situation. Because that has happened, people start painting with this big, wide brush. All Christianity, a whole damn lot of it, is bad. But these same people will not judge other spiritualities by that same brush. They'll say, well... Those witches are not cool, and their coven, and their little witchcraft path, or Wiccan path, or any of that, they're not cool people. But, you know, witchcraft in general, or neo-paganism in general, or uh, Wiccanism in general, that's okay. But they won't turn around and give that same sense of fair and even treatment to Christianity. And there's a really good reason for that. I'm not supporting it, but there's a really good reason for it. And that really good reason is there are a lot, I mean a lot, more than a bushel barrel, more than you could shake a stick at if you had a shaking stick and were ready to shake all day. If you had a shaking stick and palsy, you couldn't shake that stick enough to shake a stick at all the goddamn loudmouth radio station, oh, uh, 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 a television station owning, newspaper printing, cable station interviewing, cable station owning jackasses who stand up in this country every god-blessed day pronouncing what Christianity is or isn't. So just like I got through schooling so there wouldn't be any fooling about can we have some fairness towards Christians and not paint and not judge and maybe you should, you know, use an even hand. Now, let's go over here. I'm going to set some hats on fire right over here on this side of the goddamn aisle. What the hell is wrong with you Protestants? Have you gone out your goddamn minds? You're Protestants. You're fucking Protestants. What the fuck was the whole point of Martin Luther and the thing and the tacking on the door with the paper and the nails and the tip, 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 and I got a hammer and I'm going to put, and I wrote these all night and I didn't have any coffee and I was really bleary and my handwriting's hard to read, but I still tacked it. What was the point of any of this division from the Catholic Church, so that one did not need an intercessory individual, so that one could speak and pray and learn and interpret to God, from God, and out of the Bible on your blessed own. What was the point of that that you all have now turned around and made your goddamn pastors 
bishops and cardinals and little popes on the corner. Well, pastor says, and pastor says, and I know if pastor says, and I'm going to do what pastor did. Fuck pastor. Pastor's a dude. Pastor's a dude just the fuck like you. Oh, yeah, he went to seminary, but he didn't have to go to seminary for the longest time in this goddamn country. For the longest time in this country, all he had to do was folk have the calling. Have the calling and get some kind of ordination, which sometimes was literally some other guy in the religion said, yeah, he's a-okay by me. Pastor, reverend, all of them are just guys and, and, and women like you. And yet you have let them take over the body of Protestant Christianity in America. You've let these loudmouth, know-it-all, hateful, sons cherry-picking, sons of bitches who I know average atheists who have a more complete understanding of the Bible, which, to be fair, they had a better understanding of the Bible so they could argue against it, or you could smugly say that's the reason that they're atheists. But these people don't know their Bible. They pick and choose. They mix and match. They lie. And they call for things in the name of hate and destruction and war. They are all wound the fuck up this goddamn week, except for the Episcopalians. God bless the Episcopalians. They're all wound up about gay marriage. Last time I checked, and I do check, I check reasonably enough that my heart hurts pretty much all the time. Last time I checked... The homelessness index and the hunger index in this country is a, a, a ridiculous shame, a shanda, an absolute ridiculous embarrassment to us in terms of the rest of the world. Okay? There are places that you think of as like, well, I would never go to that hellhole that don't have as many homeless and hungry people as we do. And I don't mean like total numbers because we're a bigger country, and we, I mean per fucking capita, okay? But the supposed Christians have lost their mind about gay marriage. Why don't you go lose your mind about hunger? Why don't you deal with the shit that Jesus actually said first, and then we can move on to issue Q, issue uh, Z. You know, why don't, why don't you deal with that first? So, I'm slapping both sides of the aisle tonight, okay? Side A, stop grouping all fucking Christians together. They're not all alike. And in particular, the black Christian church in this country is radically different than the white Christian church. And the poor Christian church in this country is radically different than the rich, uh, excuse me, Christian, the rich Christian church in this country is radically different than the poor Christian church in this country, okay? And the oppressed people are different than the unoppressed people. All right? So why don't you learn something before you fucking tar and feather everybody? And if you're going to be all cool and spiritual and white light and loving 
and understanding and open and multicultural and all that groovy shit, maybe that applies to kind of everybody. I don't know, I'm just going out on a limb here. Maybe, like, you know, it's uncool to judge all Christians, you know, or even all Catholics, because there are lots of different kinds of Catholics, you know, if you just look into it, or all Jews or all Muslims. You know, maybe that's uncool. Maybe that's kind of shitty of you, and you're not really such a cool spiritual person, and you should clean that up. So that's your side of the aisle. There's your fucking slap. Fucking straighten your house out. And on the other side of the aisle, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Can you cherry-picking assholes just fucking pick something and settle down? Can you just... Can you... You do understand you live in the United States, right? You know? I mean, you do understand that, like, you've gone beyond faith and belief into cuckoo land when you say shit like, God... God created the United States of America. Really? God did that. Okay, so what point did God do? Was God? God was the one that blew Columbus off course so that he landed in a place that he thought he was on the other side of the globe and he wasn't even on the mainland continental United States? That was that was God. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, God. America Vespucci. God was like America Vespucci's homeboy and then he's like, America, let's go. That was God. God was the one that, like, you know... What, what, he was with Founding Fathers. Oh, oh, okay, everybody was always Founding Fathers, Founding Fathers, Founding Fathers, who were fucking deists, by the way. I hate to pop your bubble. So, like, God was guiding them. But, like, before him, like, before him, like, you know, Jamestown and all the early settlements, like, you know, Plymouth and all that shit, God had nothing to do with that. It was just the Founding Fathers, which I guess explains Roanoke. Uh, you know, but, uh, oh, 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 wait, 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 no, wait, no, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. It was the War 1812, right? It was the War 1812. God was the... That's he was part of the the War 1812. The, well, it was Spanish American War. Maybe God was the one that did the Spanish. The Louisiana Land Grant that was God paid that off. Napoleon got the God went over and said, "Nappy, hey baby, come on, give give them you know, let my swamps go." You know what the what when was God exactly doing this? Oh, that's right. I remember now. Manifest fucking destiny. That's right. Manifest destiny. You're right. You do have a history of saying that God was the wind in your sails, that God was the the driver of your team as it went across those vast prairies. So let me get this straight. In your godly created country, where God literally did it all. I mean, he just created the country, you know? I mean, that there there you go. A whole nine yards. Thomas Jefferson, nah, that's really God. He's part of the Trinity now. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and Thomas Jefferson. Wait a minute, that's a quad. You're telling me that in your godly country, your devout, your authentic, righteous, lo- biblical, law-abiding country that God has guided and made great, that God has gained and put his blessings upon, is now going to be pissed, like way pissed, like 40 years of darkness, 
Dogs and cats living together. Locusts riding motorcycles out of the desert with Charles Manson as their leader. Pissed. About gay marriage was 100% cool with the systematic genocide of Native Americans, the absolutely systematized slavery of Africans, not African Americans, Africans, went over, kidnapped, brought on ships, changed the course that swim, the, the sharks swim. To this day, sharks swim the same route as the slave ships. Figure out why. You, God was okay with that. But now, you know, George Takei, that was too much. That was that was it. That that was the fucking limit, right there. That was the proverbial godly straw that broke the proverbial godly camel's proverbial back. That's it. You're cool with all the rest. You're you're fine with that. And the homelessness, and the hunger, and the wars, and the pollution. And, you know, like, God's completely fine with you cutting down all the fucking trees and shit. You know, fuck it. Right. God doesn't give it. You, you, stewards. Really crappy stewards, apparently, but stewards. I get it. Sure. But what does it have to do with hoodoo? Okay. What does it have to do with hoodoo? What it has to do with hoodoo is this. Hoodoo has a basis in Christianity. And that means that people involved in hoodoo and involved in Christianity have a responsibility to speak truth to power. Have a responsibility to say, no, you don't speak for me when you say this shit. Have a responsibility to say to the other side of the aisle, no, you can't throw that blanket over us all. Have a responsibility to say, yes, we have internal problems. And yes, we are trying to address those problems. Some of us are making strides. Some of us aren't. You have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. And I'm not talking about a preference. I'm not talking about a thing. You have a responsibility to not just sit on the sidelines not just say, well, I'll let those people Shanghai everything, and I'll let these people judge everything. You have to stand up, to some extent, at least in your spiritual practice. Otherwise, once again, you've slipped away from what hoodoo is. And the point of the Now You Know show is to remind you of the framework. If anything, it's to remind you of the framework and the foundation that hoodoo exists in. And so, at the end of the day, think what you like. Have your own opinions. I'm not trying to sway your opinions. I might be, however, trying to sway your actions. And to quote one of those apparently God-led founding fathers, the only president of the United States who was never president of the United States, Mr. Benjamin Franklin. Gentlemen, if we do not hang together, surely we shall hang separately.
So by all means, do your thing. Whatever it is you've got to do, do your thing.
Why, that's the LMC Radio Network on the air! The LMC Radio Network, broadcasting around the globe, bringing news, information, education, and entertainment to all. It's the LMC Radio Network in the Vanguard! You are listening to the LMC Radio Network, whose art and information may be found on its webcast shows. The LMC Radio Network is a community radio alliance of metaphysical, spiritual, inspirational, and political justice broadcasters spanning a wide range of topics. Tune in Sundays for the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour, hosted by Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali. It features panel discussions on traditional African-American hoodoo spellcasting with members of the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, plus free readings and magical rootwork advice for live call-in clients. The longest-running conjure show in the universe, it may be heard from 3 o'clock to 4.30 Pacific Time, Sunday afternoons. On Mondays, get ready for Candelo's Corner, starring Candelo Cambisa. This is the meeting place for all esoteric traditions. Candelo brings his insight as a polero and eclectic spiritualist to his interviews with peers in Afro-Caribbean lineages, as well as representatives of numerous other spiritualities and religions. You can hear Candela's Corner Monday evenings from 5 to 7 Pacific Time. Tuesdays feature two wonderful shows to suit your taste. On the Crystal Silence League Hour, John St. Germain provides spiritual guidance and tips on the practical use of crystals and crystal balls. His show starts at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and lasts for one hour. Next is In the Streets with Beverly Smith. Beverly provides up-to-the-minute reports on civil and social rights issues. Her one-hour show airs on Tuesday evenings at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. On Wednesday nights, come out and join Liquid Libations. Andrea Weston hosts this informal sharing and showcasing of poetry, short stories, and spoken word performances, contributed by novices and professional wordsmiths. Call in and read your work. Liquid libations may be heard on Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time. And on Saturdays, Kai Armand broadcasts On Sacred Ground, a tapestry of our times comprising history, ethnography, and shamanism, featuring the voices of the land and the deceased, aided by scholars, spirit workers, and environmentalists. Kai's show airs from noon to 1.30 p.m. Pacific Time. All shows on the LMC Radio Network are sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company, located in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Add three hours for Eastern. Tax and license may apply. Train departure times and Burma shape signs subject to change without notice. LMC. That was Troll Towelhead, our chief engineer here at the LMC Radio Network, bringing us that information each and every week. And back by popular request, we actually had requests for him to come back. We have our third engineer on the line here uh, to say a few words to you now. Uh, Let's take it across the way to the booth to our own third engineer at the LMC Radio Network, Sally. Take it away, Sally. Hey, do you want to, do you believe it? I'm back. All right, hey, this is 
Sally here to talk to you about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company. Hey, folks, thanks for asking for me again. Did you know that Lucky Mojo is both an online magical shop and a real magical store that you can visit? They carry a full line of handmade spiritual supplies, including occult oils, incenses, powders, candles, herbs, mojo bags, spiritual soaps, my favorites, books, and spell kits for those who cast magic spells, love spells, money spells, and protection spells in the African-American hoodoo, pagan magic, and other witchcraft traditions. I'm talking about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Hey, why not bring your kids? They got this fantastic train set there. They've been working on it. I mean, it's incredible. They'll love it. Or, while you're there, why not go over to the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church, the world's smallest church. This is actually the world's smallest church there. And go in there and take a few moments of quiet meditation and prayer before you go inside the shop to go through the aisles to look at thousands of spiritual products right there. Where? The Lucky Mojo Curio Company, 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. But hey, don't. You can't get there? Don't worry about that nose. It's no big deal. Because you can go visit them online at luckymojo.com. That's right. And then the comfort of your own home, you know, get a brewski, sit down, and go through their catalog for hour after hour. You'll love it. Hey, once again... Why not check out the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of Forestville, California? Hey, tell them Sally sent you, ladies. Oh, all right, thanks, Sally. Uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's our own uh, third engineer here, the man uh, down the totem pole from our own trial towel head, Sally. And Sally does most of the heavy lifting and whatnot around here. Uh, thanks, Sally. Up next, a little segment I like to call Secrets of Scriptural Sorcery. That's right, the Secrets of Scriptural Sorcery. This week we're going to be talking about folk psalms, the use of psalms in folk magic, just to try to get those little things you need. You know, I mean, it's all, we're all just praying and all just. Well, base just knocking on heaven's door. Knock, knock, knock it on heaven's door. 
ground I can't shoot them anymore That long black cloud is coming down I feel I'm knocking on heaven's door Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door That was, of course, Bob Dylan with Knocking on Heaven's Door. And our tip of the hat on the name it and claim it goes out to our own lovely Miss Susan Barnes. Tonight, on The Secrets of Spiritual Sorcery, we're going to be talking about the Book of Psalms in Folk Magic. Now, of course, you can sing the Psalms or Psalters. But in common Jewish, Protestant, Catholic, and spiritualist traditions, it is more usual to recite them, either from memory or from uh, a Tehillim or a Psalter or a Bible. And recitations of Psalms can be performed uh, on its own as a type of prayer, but in folk magic practices, the recitation of Psalms often accompanies other acts, such as bathing, spiritually cleansing a home or a business, uh, fumigating or perfuming a room with incense, uh, or passing objects through that, placing candles or vigil lights upon an altar, or even preparing a mojo bag or another piece of conjure work. Now, the Jewish custom of reciting psalms over oils or waters in order to fix or empower them for use in cooking or cleaning, massage, or bathing is also found in hoodoo and conjure practice. And so tonight I'm just going to kind of give you a brief little sort of a list um, about some of the older uses of the psalms. We've talked about other uses of the psalms. And we've talked, of course, about the secrets of the psalms by uh, Godfrey Spencer and some other uses. But what I'm going to talk to you about now is some older uh, uses of the psalms. And so these will not be individual psalms. In other words, I'm not going to say to you, oh, well, you know, you want to catch a turkey, you use psalm whatever. I'm going to tell you whole lists of psalms. So if you got a pencil and a paper you might want to try to keep up. To help find a mate, the suggested psalms are Psalms 32, 38, 70, 71, 72, and others. I'm just going to give you a few of these. You should say a particular psalm on the day of a wedding. To bless the wedding, and that would be Psalm 19. If you need to end infertility, you would use Psalm 102. 
for healthy childbirth. You would use Psalms 4, 5, 8, 20, 35, and others. Upon the birth of a child, to bless the birth of a child, you should recite Psalm 20 and Psalm 130. Interestingly enough, if you need divine guidance, you would also use Psalm 139. If you need repentance, you would use Psalm 51 and 90. If you are traveling, and in, if you're traveling or if you are in physical danger, you of course would use the Psalm. If something miraculous happens, you do some spiritual work and it turns out way better than you thought it was going to. I mean, just, oh my, it was over the moon. You would give thanks by reciting Psalm 18. Now there's a new idea. A lot of us do spiritual work and we're very satisfied when it works, but do we stop when our spiritual work is done and complete and successful and then give thanks to the powers that we called upon. I think that's an important thing you need to think about. Not just in terms of Psalms and this quote-unquote Judeo-Christian, a term I'm not fond of, uh, Melu, but within all of that. If you called on your ancestors, maybe you know if you used your grandfather's graveyard dirt, the work was fantastically successful, I think you should stop and thank your grandfather, etc. But in this case, it is recommended to use Psalm 18. When you enter a house of mourning, you would use Psalm 49. Psalm 49. At a gravesite or on the anniversary of a death, it is recommended Psalm 33, 16, 17, 72 and 91. And at the dedication of a monument or a building, Psalm 1. A monument or a building. So all you people out there that are setting up altars, that are setting up churches, that are setting up candle altars and places to do vigil lights for others, and workspaces, maybe afterwards, you should say Psalm 1. So as you can see, there is a very rich tradition of this, and this list for its inclusion and use here every week, but you will also find much more of it if you go out and study or go to Google and type in early Jewish or folk use of the Psalms. Up next, we're going to be going into the kitchen for something that you almost never find in the kitchen. We're going to be talking about dragon's blood. So just, you know, take a little puff and hold on. And feeling 
That, of course, was Peter, Paul, and Mary with Puff the Magic Dragon. And our name it and claim it on that one was Air's own favorite dragon, Papa Newt. So congratulations, Papa Newt. And apologies to all of those of you who just sort of writhed and rolled around on the floor until that was finished. Tonight we're going to be towing into the kitchen and talking about dragon's blood not commonly found in a kitchen. Dragon's blood is the solidified red resin of the dragon palm. And it's available as chunks and as powder. And in former times, the best quality resin was dried in six-inch long rods individually wrapped in palm leaves called dragon's blood reed. But unfortunately, this is no longer available. But the chunks can be used in any spell calling for Dragon's Blood Reed. The chunks can also be easily powdered by crushing them with a hammer, if desired. And there are a lot of uses for Dragon's Blood in Hoodoo. And I'm going to cover just a few. It can be used as a home-cleansing incense. Gravel-sized trunks, chunks and powdered dragon's blood may be burned on charcoal. And it is claimed that this cleanses the home and rids the premises of evil. It is also said to be particularly good when moving into a new home. 
and it can also be mixed with camphor resin for this purpose. It can be used to strengthen a weak love. Steep dragon's blood powder, rosebuds, and lavender flowers in a glass of cold water for three days. Strain it and add it to your bath and bathe with your lover. If that cannot be done, bathe alone with this liquid in your bath and then wash your underwear and socks or stockings along with your lover's underwear and socks or stockings and add some of your used bath water to the rinse cycle. Of course, many of us have heard of Dragon's Blood ink for writing magical papers. Some spells found in books call for writing words or drawing sigils in Dragon's Blood ink. And you can make the ink yourself from raw ingredients, but equally satisfactory results can be had from regular red ink to which small pieces of Dragon's Blood resin have been added along with cinnamon oil. Any commercial brand of so-called Dragon's Blood ink that lacks these added herbal ingredients is just red ink and sold at a pretty high price, that. And finally, you can also use it in a mojo hand for love or money. A chunk of dragon's blood resin carried in a red flannel bag with at least two love herbs and dressed with love me oil is lucky for love. Carried in a green flannel bag with at least two money luck herbs and dressed with money drawing or lady luck oil is lucky for money or gambling. A very good general purpose love and money drawing mojo can be made with dragon's blood, cinnamon chips, and three tonka beans. Add any other ingredients as desired, and then dress the bag with fast luck oil. So these are just a few of the uses for the resin of the dragon blood palm. And they come to us, uh, as they do each week, from our own knowledge and from Hoodoo, Herb, and Root Magic, a material magic of African-American culture by Miss Catherine Ironwood. And we thank her for its inclusion in the show each and every week. And I hope that you will go out and purchase yourself some Dragon's Blood resin and try it out for these variety of uses. And well as just, you know, you can also be used to bar a door. There's an old work that involves playing cards and laying down a line of dragon's blood uh, resin at your door. And uh, if you want to read about that, uh, well, you'll probably have to get yourself a copy of A Deck of Spells, Who Do Playing Card Magic and Root Work and Conjure by, what's his name? Sloppy Joe. Oh, that's right, me. Well... We have talked about a variety of things this evening. We've been all over the map. We've talked about dragon's blood, and really, you really need to start working with that. It's a good, old-fashioned, traditional resin that is used, along with other incense resins, burnable resins, in hoodoo. And if you're not using dragon's blood, I really suggest you give it a try. If you haven't smelled it burning yet, you're really missing out. I mean, seriously. We've talked again a little bit about the Psalms, which we do from time to time, but tonight we talked about some of their older, more traditional uses, and, of course, their uses in 
some rather unusual ways that you might not have thought about, such as when dedicating your spaces that you're building and other uh, things like that when finishing a piece of very, very successful work. And I had my say about the whole kerfuffle that's going on around gay rights and Christianity and this, that, and the other thing. But I want to end where I began by saying to you again, seven churches have burned. People's worship. Places where they gathered together to do their spirituality. Some of those places had already been burnt down in the past before notoriously by the Klan. Churches have been now sent death threats in the mail. Of those seven churches, three have been confirmed to be, and there's a lot of hemming and hawing about, well, what caused the rest of them? Maybe it was ball lightning, chain lightning, spontaneous human combustion, salamanders. You know, salamanders live in fire, and they'll crawl out, and they'll set things on fire. But i got to tell you, doesn't take a lead weight to fall on me. You know? If two had burnt, one in Florida and one in Idaho, I might have said, well, I don't know. I'm going to wait to see what the firemen say. You know, they see arson all the time. But seven? All at night? We don't have people running out of the sanctuary or fellowship kitchen saying, oh Lord, we, we plugged in the blender and there were all these sparks. These are things are happening at night. It's being struck by lightning. Oh, the night lightning? The, the, the night lightning? Yeah. That just, you know, it only hits things at night. Come on. You know, I don't have to paint a picture for you. You know there's something hinky here. FBI still hasn't breathed a word not a good sign. Meaning, not a good sign that these are all just accidents. So stop. Take a moment, please. I am actually begging you for a change. Out up. I'm not yelling at you. I'm begging you. I'm begging you, please. Spiritual practitioners, stop for one minute out of your busy schedules. And I know they're busy schedules. I got one too. And I know you have to pay the bills. And I know you have to put food on the table. I do too. Just stop for one moment and do some piece of spiritual work to have the individuals behind this caught and brought to justice. To have the eyes of investigators opened to have truth be told, for there not to be any sort of cover-up, flim-flam, sham, bullshit. You know what I'm talking about. We handcuffed him and we put him in the back of the squad car and then he shot himself in the head. Really? Huh. You patted him down, you handcuffed him, you locked him in the back of the squad car, and he shot himself in the head. Yeah, sure. Of course. Sucker, are you out of your fucking mind?
to tell me that bullshit? Are you out of your fucking mind? It was magma people from the center of the earth burnt down these churches. Come on. So, just take a moment. Again, I'm not telling you to curse them because not everybody does curse work. Not asking you to fucking forgive them. Fuck them. They burnt churches. You know, I would feel the same way if they burnt hospitals or daycares or homes or hot dog stands. I don't give a fuck. This is terrorism. This is the goddamn definition. And while I'm at it, before I go, because I'm a little late, I'm going to remind you of one thing. One of the first laws ever enacted against terrorism, the very first anti-terrorist laws enacted in this country, not during 9-11, way, way, way long ago. The first anti-terrorist laws in this country were enacted against the motherfucking Ku Klux Klan. This terrorism. Get up and do some work for these people. Make sure that the people that did this get caught and get brought to justice. I'm going to be doing mine. I hope to see you in the vast spiritual world doing yours. I'd like to stay and talk to you more, but, well, this is the end. Ah, this is not the end. Uh, it is not even the beginning of the end. Uh, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning. Texas and go to Texarkana and don't back to Fort Worth. I'm on down to Dallas to call the kitty. Coming through the territory in Kansas City and Kansas City, St. Louis and St. Louis, Chicago. I'm on my way to the Oh, 
Talk Street 